Will you turn to Psalm 37 with me that we can open our day of worship here? It may be a little rainy, gray, and dark outside, but it is bright sunlight, glory, and splendor just above those clouds in a natural way and far above those clouds in a spiritual way in heaven. Psalm 37, I'd like to read verse 4, a verse that many of you know I have taken great pleasure in for a long time. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Delight thyself. I want to take a couple of minutes this morning to open up our day of worship by reminding you of this verse and the importance of delighting in the Lord. Amen. The, the third verse tells us to trust in the Lord. That is faith, to believe what He has promised and that He will take care of us, that He loves us, that it's His good pleasure to give us the kingdom and therefore He will take care of all our needs. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Israel could have had that blessing if they would have obeyed the Lord. And trusted him and kept his word. But they counted his word a strange thing, as we're going to find out in the book of Hosea today. They lost. They killed themselves. They committed suicide, spiritually and naturally, nationally and politically, by not obeying the, the word that the Lord had given them. Verse 5 tells us to commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Every plan that you have, every desire that you have, commit it to the Lord. He'll bring it to pass. He, he always has and he always will. But there in the middle is delight thyself also in the Lord. It's not enough to believe. It's not enough to trust. It's not enough to have faith. Because that's in verse 3. And that's why we have the word also in this verse. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Because we want to go beyond just barely believing that the God of heaven exists. And that his word is inspired scripture that he has given us. We want to take delight in him. To delight in something is to take great pleasure in its perfections and glory. And I hope that this day you, you love the Lord. And I ask you, do you love the Lord for what and who He is? Do you take pleasure in His greatness, His goodness, and His glory? Do you love to remember His works and to consider them well? His works that are in the Scripture, His works that are in your life. Right. Do you glory in Him? Do you get as excited about knowing the God of heaven... As you do anything else in your life. We must always be checking our affections and our desires and what we glory in and make sure the Lord is first. I mean Him personally. The second half of this verse is not nearly as important as the first half. The second half that He happens to tack on a promised blessing is just His great goodness. But it's the first half of the verse that's so important. Delight thyself. Don't worry about the rest of us. Don't worry about the rest of this church. Do you personally take great pleasure in knowing God? This is how the Word of God speaks of salvation and why we are saved. We know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding. Right. Why, Lord, has the Son of God come and given us an understanding? That we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true. 
and even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. The reason God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save us is so that we might know his father and him in a personal, experimental, deep, real way. He wants to show off his great glory and goodness to his children, and that's why he saved us. I have pitifully, in the last two days, tried to thank the Lord for creating me so that I could know him. Not creating me for any blessing that I've enjoyed except knowing him. Because if he hadn't created me, this universe would would not be any worse off. And it wouldn't have missed a thing if my soul had never existed. But he created my soul so that I could know him. And I've just had so much pleasure in the last 24 hours especially. Telling him that I'm so thankful that I exist so that I can know him. Because if he hadn't given me existence... I wouldn't know him that is true and him that is lovely and him that is glorious and wonderful and forgiving and merciful and good and gracious and kind and abundant in kindness and loving kindnesses. He's glorious and I'm so thankful to know him. The Bible tells us in verses that you've heard many times, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Don't let him get excited about wisdom. Don't let those that have some academic accomplishments or educational attainments glory in those ridiculously stupid, vain, and foolish things. Do not let the mighty man glory in his strength, the man mighty in battle, the man of valor in military action, the athlete. Don't let them glory in their strength. It is nothing. It's vain. It's foolish. And it's all going away in just a couple of years. All metals end up tarnished and all metals and all soldiers end up in a coffin where they're all worthless because his body is worthless and he couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Don't let the man that is rich glory in his riches because those riches come and go as a, as a bird takes, fly, takes flight. Some of you who read business periodicals have just read about the richest 400 people in the world and how much they lost in the last one year. It just takes wings and flies away. Don't let the... Rich man, glory in his riches, his business accomplishments, and his investment successes. Let him that glorieth, the man that glories in something and gets excited and shouts and jumps and dances and has his heart swelled up, glory in this. That he knows and understands me. That I exercise loving kindness, judgment, and mercy in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. That is what you ought to get excited about. You are not going to be rich in comparison to what I just described. You are not going to be strong in comparison of athletes and military heroes. You are not going to be wise compared to the world. There's, there's worldlings out there that God has given wisdom in this world because this is their heaven. Let them have it. What a hell in comparison to the heaven we have waiting for us. We have something to glory in. And do you glory in the fact that you know your Creator, who is also your Savior? He is the most beautiful God. He is the only God. Beside me, there is no Savior. He is good from beginning to end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is everything. Every good thing you have ever enjoyed, He gave it. 
He gave you the ability to enjoy it. He gave you the heart to appreciate the ability to enjoy the good thing He gave. It's all of God. Do you love Him? Does He walk with you? Do you talk with Him? Do you tell Him you love Him? When was the last time you articulated the words that you love Him? Right. I love you. Do you tell Him that? Do you tell Him that you're thankful to be alive so that you can know Him because if He hadn't given you existence, you wouldn't know Him? I know I'm repeating myself because I want you to think upon these things. If you don't walk and talk with the Lord like this, what are you alive for? Do Him and all of us a favor. Stop living. Who needs you? No one else does, and He doesn't. We live for one purpose. The Lord hath made all things for Himself. Let's fulfill that purpose. And I'll tell you, it's the most gratifying purpose there is in all of life. Every time that we're discouraged about life and we become a little hopeless, it's because we're not fulfilling the purpose we exist. Why do you think you exist? Where did your soul come from? Your ability to think and talk to yourself, that spirit in you, where did it come from? Do you think it just popped out from a stork? The Lord gave it. Amen. And, it's, and it's most fulfilled when it thinks upon Him and delights in Him. That's right. Eliphaz the Temanite said to Job, and though he misapplied it because Job was a righteous man, his words were very true and Job 22 is very good. And I would take you there if I wasn't going to ruin the whole day's time management. You can read it later, but I, I want to remind you of these words. Job twenty two twenty one. Acquaint. Yes, that's right. Acquaint. Now thyself with him. And be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto thee. Do you want God's goodness in your life? There's a great variation in God's goodness, visible and known, even in this little assembly. Where does it come from? Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto thee. Who delights in the Lord? I exhort you this morning. David is exhorting. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That promise that he attaches, that reward that he gives, is a wonderful thing, but that isn't half the verse. The the beauty of the verse is the first half. To delight thyself also in the Lord. As Brother Jeff likes to remind me, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he changes the desire of your heart anyway, and he satisfies those desires. It's a foolish man that would be content with the desires of things on this level. Who cares about what this world can offer? It's so little in comparison to what a relationship with God in your soul and spirit offers. This is why we have eternal life. Jesus said in his prayer of John 17, This is why God's given me power over all flesh, that I should give eternal life to as many as God has given me, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. The purpose of salvation is for us to know God, And to delight in Him, to desire Him, to have pleasure in Him. He is so wonderful. I want to bless the Lord before the great congregation, before I do anything else this day, of how good He is to Sherry and me. Sherry is home very sick right now, but by God's grace, He is going to raise her up from her bed. Just like the rest that are not here this morning, and I'm sorry for not mentioning all of them, we will before the day is over, the Lord willing. 
I just want to bless the Lord God of heaven about how real and true and close he is to those who a little bit delight in him. Friday morning, Sherry and I had a short prayer together for an important matter. This particular one was financial that faced us. Within three minutes, he answered magnificently, gloriously. I wept. He is so wonderful, so fast, so good, so gracious in answering a dilemma in our lives. Yesterday morning, my wife got up thinking that she was fine and everything was over. I found her in the kitchen, bawling at my kitchen table. Because vertigo had completely wiped her out. She couldn't move. She couldn't turn her head. I got her back into her bed, and I called upon the Lord again, the God that I delighted. Three minutes. In three minutes, we had an answer of comfort that she was fine and that she was going to recover. Amen. He is so good. I, lo- I love him. I love him. And I couldn't do anything else today unless I told you how good he is and how much this verse means to me and how much I want to fulfill this verse, how much I want you to fulfill this verse, and how much I want you to have the blessing of the second half, how much I want you to enjoy the God that created you. He created you for himself. He created you for his pleasure. Give him his pleasure. Give him his due. And find out that it's the greatest fulfillment and satisfaction for your life. Amen. I don't like it when my wife's afraid. I don't like it when my wife is afraid and something's hurting her that I can't take away. But I have a God that can take it away. And you know, I did the only thing with her that I can do. And we did it two days in a row. And she knows what I'm talking about and the Lord knows what I'm talking about. Because... Your hands are so big, you just pour it out on me. I don't talk like this very often with you, but it it is, Jonathan Crosby, and I hope that I will grow in grace. And If you ever think of me, pray that I'll grow in grace, that I can be more like this verse, because I want to delight in Him. I only exist for one reason, and if I didn't exist, the world would not be a worse place anywhere. I only exist for Him, but I want to give Him His due. And in, in giving him his due, and I've known it for through my 51 years, the more I give him his due, the happier Jonathan Crosby is. And when Jonathan Crosby isn't giving him his due and is lost by being distracted somewhere else, he's one miserable, dry, broken, mis- I mean, unhappy, big person. I want to praise the Lord before you. The Lord is so good. Amen. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Let's not just be believers. Let's be rejoicing, glorying, delighting believers. Let's be thrilled believers that we serve a great God. He's glorious in every way and He's so personal. Three minutes? Two days in a row? Two different matters? Big blessings? I love Him. I love you. Thank you for creating me that I could know you. Because if you hadn't created me, I would not know you. And your beauty would be lost on my little tiny soul that delights in you. Let us pray.
Father in heaven, we cannot comprehend how great thou art. But with the ability that you've given us and the faith you've put in our hearts, we try. And what we see and know is so glorious and so beautiful, so wonderful, so magnificent. We give thee all the glory this day that you have created us and revealed thyself to us and saved us that we might know thee and we are in thee and we are in thy son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. We don't want to play games this morning about some little rinky-dink formula of inviting Jesus into our hearts to get saved. We know that you saved us so that we could know Jesus Christ. And you put us in him. And you put us in yourself. And we're part of you. We're partakers of the divine nature. How do we even comprehend those words? Oh, Lord, we bless and praise thee this day. Receive our worship. We're going to reach into our hearts and lift out as much as we can for Thee. We're going to bring it to our lips and praise Thee with singing and preaching and fellowship and praying and giving of thanks. Forgive us where it falls short of Your great glory, but bless it to rise up into Your holy dwelling place, even into heaven, and to be heard there. We thank Thee, O Lord, for our salvation in Christ Jesus. We're thankful for the adoption of sons. That we can be the sons of God. We're thankful for your mercies toward us every day of our lives. We're thankful for the faithfulness of the sun coming up every morning. And though we cannot see it, we know that it is there because your word tells us it is there. We need no pictures. We need no airplane rides. We just need your word. The day and night will not cease. And we can no sooner get rid of your covenant of day and night than we can get rid of your covenant with David. That he would have a son to sit upon his throne who would be our savior forever. We pray for those that are sick. Heavenly Father, I pray that for every single one of them, equal to my wife, that you will raise them up and strengthen their bodies and heal them and give them power and vigor again and let them walk in the land of the living. Oh, Lord, how shall they praise thee if you put their tongue in the grave? Heavenly Father, let them have days, years left that they might communicate thy knowledge from one generation to another. And that the father and the mother might speak of thy great glory to their children and their grandchildren. Raise them all up and bring us back together again and lift this scourge of sickness from us. We're thankful for those that have returned to be in our midst who have been sick. And, O Lord, our trust is in thee for every day of our lives and every chemical process in our bodies and every beat of our hearts. It is dependent upon the living God who has preserved us thus far and we believe shall preserve us to our heavenly home. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us, Father, whenever we have been distracted and become enamored and affected and delighting in the things of this world and and allow them to compete with our delight and affection for Thee. We know that You've given us this world. We own it. It's our world. And You're going to give us everything in it when You wipe the wicked from its surface and cast them into hell forever. We are the sons of the Most High God. We're priests and kings. In your kingdom. And we believe these things. But, O oh Lord, we know that these things in this stage and in this state, carnal and under corruption, are distractions of our time for the most part. We pray that you would give us the proper balance. 
that we would always keep thee first and love thee with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and delight in thee as we should. Teach us. Teach us, O Lord. Teach me how to delight in you more. That the soul you created with my name attached to it, and the souls you created in these pews with their names attached to them, might fulfill their purpose and bring great glory to thee. And that you would smile as a happy father because wise sons are making you glad. We read the words of scripture that a foolish son is the calamity of his father and the heaviness of his mother. But, oh, Lord, what are we as your children when we are foolish? We are your calamity. We're your heaviness. We want to read the book of Hosea and know that it doesn't apply to us. Because we will never turn our backs on thee. Help us, O Lord, to never turn our backs on thee. Help us to never be a generation that forgets the God of their fathers, but that will be faithful to what you have shown us in your precious word. We thank thee for thy word. We thank thee for the overtures of kindness to a profane people like Israel. You are so merciful. Your mercy and your goodness and your abundant pardon is higher than the heavens above ours. And we delight in it. We thank you for it. We know that we need it. Forgive us our sins. Be with our nation and preserve it. Preserve our well-being. Give us our daily bread, O Lord, that we can survive and succeed and take care of one another. Take care of thy kingdom and be waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. We look forward to his coming. Oh, oh Lord, we look forward to his coming and we trust in that day that we shall adore and admire him who loved us and gave himself for us. While the wicked will tremble and call for the mountains to fall upon them. O oh Lord, we thank Thee for Jesus Christ, our Savior. Yes. Amen. We know that this is the true God and eternal life. Right. Heavenly Father, be with our brother Zach. He's got more faith and patience than I have. I pray that You will encourage him and comfort him, and that You will solve his dilemma and his difficulties with his truck and his job and his wife and his life. And help him, O Lord, right now. He's had several hard days. I pray that you will have mercy upon him in this hour. And that you will comfort him in our midst. And may we be comforters to him. And good comforters at that. Our trust is in thee. Have mercy upon us now. And bless us to worship thee acceptably. For we call upon thee. And offer up ourselves to thee for time and eternity. We are thine. Use us for thy glory. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.